welcome to SNC Adventures Talk It Out. My name is Paige, and today I'm here with Sophia. Hello. So, Sophia, you've actually been on this podcast before, but why don't you reintroduce where you went abroad, um, when, and kind of a little bit about your experience. Yeah, so I'm currently a senior at St. Norbert College. I studied abroad during my fall semester, junior year, so about a year and a half ago, and I studied abroad in Quito, Ecuador at USFQ. Um, it was a lot of fun. I ended up going with um, four other St. Norbert students, and we got really close over the trip. We went on a lot of trips together, and um, through each of the people that we all met, we ended up creating more friends mm-hmm. and just creating a larger group to experience things with, and it was pretty cool. Very cool. And who did you stay with? I stayed with a host mom. Her name was Alba. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a little dog named Sasha, and she, it was just her. She had an older daughter and son um, that had already left the house, and I got to see them a couple times during my time abroad, but really it was just her and I mm-hmm. together, so... That was nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. And what was your experience like learning or improving upon your Spanish while in Ecuador? Yeah, so I chose Ecuador instead of Spain um, for two reasons. One was because I thought that if I did go to Spain, I would end up traveling to a bunch of other countries and would not be putting myself in a position where I was forced to speak Spanish mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Ecuador, I knew that it was fairly difficult to leave the country because there's so much to do just within that small small country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I would be forced to speak Spanish the entire time during my trip. And then the second reason was because I was able to do um, research at the dental clinic at the university. Okay. Um, so I went for the purpose of learning how to improve my Spanish, and I got there, and I was just so embarrassed about mm. my lack of skill um, in Spanish that I tried not to speak to anyone. Mm. Um, my host mom didn't speak any English, so. That really forced me out of my comfort zone to be able to just communicate with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Ecuador in general, I it was a very hard time learning how to get more comfortable with just trying to communicate with strangers. Mm-hmm. And they would want to speak broken English to me because they, I felt like they didn't want to sit there and wait for me to pick the right word I wanted to use to get out what I was trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was pretty frustrating as well. Mm -hmm. But I do think I improved a lot, and especially improved my understanding a lot of Mm -hmm. Spanish, which was nice. Mm -hmm. What do you think, like, could have prepared you better going into that experience? I think it was mostly just mindset. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was going to be really easy, and I just was preparing myself to just just speak it. Mm -hmm. Like, I just thought that I would get there, and that was what was going to happen, and I didn't think that I would 
be too uncomfortable mm -hmm. with the idea of speaking or be faced with people who insisted on speaking English with me to practice their English. Mm. So I wish I would have just mentally prepared myself, like thinking like this is going to be really hard mm -hmm. and I'm just going to have to keep at it. Yeah. Um, and I was also surrounded, like, like I said before, it was a bunch of St. Norbert students that I was there with. Yeah. And we kind of grouped together the whole time and it was really nice, but we also all spoke English. So it was way easier just to speak English to each other all the time. Mm -hmm. So I wish I would have kind of gone outside of that group a little bit more and met other people mm -hmm. um, from that, that were Ecuadorians. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just a learning experience because you never know like how you're going to feel in that environment. For sure. Um, yeah. I so. wish I would have had more of an open mind about how I was going to feel. I kind of felt like I was just going to go in and things were going to be amazing and I was just going to speak <laughs> Spanish fluently after a few weeks and it, mm -hmm. that's just not... Sell rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> get there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's more of a transition oh, with a yeah. little bit more fumbling. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely <laughs> for sure. So besides the challenge of trying to communicate in a different language, what else challenged you while you were abroad? Um, I think that meeting Ecuadorian students at my college was pretty difficult. I took classes with them, but, you know, I was an outsider in a way, mm -hmm. and I was just staying for a semester. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just hard to integrate myself, and I was too shy to be the first to introduce themselves mm -hmm. um, with new people, um, so I think that was a struggle. I got food poisoning when I was there, <laughs> oh, no. I got parasites, because... They tell you not to eat the street food, like they tell you, and I just wanted to try it because <laughs> I was there, so I did. So that was challenging. Mm -hmm. I was sick a lot, but mm -hmm. it was worth it. The food was amazing. <laughs> um, I was robbed on the bus. Oh. Um, and I just had my wallet stolen, which had pretty much everything I needed. Mm -hmm. in it mm -hmm. um, but luckily my mom was visiting me during that time okay. which was super lucky so I was able to get through that and make it the rest of the semester mm -hmm. um, I went through a breakup during mm -hmm. that semester as well um, so overall I went through a lot of weird unexpected challenges mm -hmm. throughout my time but I feel like I came back so much stronger and knowledgeable about myself than mm -hmm. I went went in with so mm -hmm. it wasn't a, it wasn't the best time during those challenges but I, yeah. I'm happy that I went through that of course not no. <laughs> I can't imagine like being robbed or having food poisoning <laughs> being the best time in the world <laughs> but, but it was all the things that happened from that or led up to it were great so mm -hmm. so what was a typical like weekend like what did you how did you spend your time yeah so um, we didn't have classes on Fridays okay which just freed up so much time for the weekends mm -hmm. and it's so strange because back at St. Norbert if you had a three-day weekend you're like oh wow all I can do is maybe pick up an extra shift at work like I can't <laughs> go anywhere um, but there it was just every weekend I was like all right like vacation let's go <laughs> <clears throat> and um, 
So a lot of us, we would, one weekend I went on a trip to a fam famous monument. Mm -hmm. um, it's in the middle of the equator. So that was pretty cool. Um, on extended weekend, I got to go to the rainforest, which was just the wow. most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. I brought a raincoat that wasn't actually a raincoat, <laughs> and so that was kind of miserable. But it, I saw, <laughs> I saw, like monkeys, and I saw a jaguar wow. during a night tour. Mm -hmm. um, I got to climb up above the canopy, which was just beautiful, wow. and. I just saw so many things in such a like natural setting that I would I would never get an opportunity to see again. So that was my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. um, one weekend. Where did you stay in the rainforest? In the rainforest. Um. So it took two planes, I think three buses, and then like three or four boat rides to oh to get to this place. And it was the longest. I don't even remember how many days it took. I want to say it took two days. Maybe this was all within a day. I just remember <laughs> that it was the longest trip of my entire life, and it was in the middle of nowhere. And obviously, there was like no service for phones or anything. But yeah. um, they didn't. They had electricity. We could only use it for a couple hours during the day. Okay. So if you ever wanted to get around at night, they had those old school candle holders, and you would have to like walk around in the dark with it. It was so <laughs> fun. Um, and flashlights, but the candle was cool, <laughs> and. Yeah, so it was just in the middle of nowhere, but it was in the Amazon rainforest, but Very really cool. just detached from mm -hmm. society. So that was really cool. Were you, like, staying in tents then? They or? were, like, little cabins that had bunk beds, oh. and it was just the cabin above, like, two bunk beds and then a bathroom. Okay. Very That cool. had rainwater as their water, so no warm water, just rainwater to, like, wash mm -hmm. your hands and shower, which was freezing, but so cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a cool experience. Yeah. Um, another weekend I went to the beach that was like on the other side of the country it took like a 16 hour bus ride oh wow but yeah so just all these wonderful crazy things just within the country I mm -hmm. got to see just within a weekend because of those three days yeah which was really cool nice yeah so was that like how you set up your schedule or is that how the school runs yeah that was how the school mm -hmm. runs there may be just a, like a few weird classes on Fridays. Mm -hmm. I think I picked up on that, but generally, um, no one really had classes on Fridays. Okay. Yeah, cool. so that was nice. And what was your, you said you got to do research at a dental clinic while you were there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. The dental school that was attached to my host university, um, I was able to go there and shadow some of the dentists, which was really, really fun. But then also, um, one of the students was working on research on teeth, um, so I got to help her in the lab, and um, I helped her with her research paper, which was really helpful, and then at the end of the semester, I got to present on it in Spanish to the rest of the other students that were doing research within um, USFQ. Okay. And I mainly just helped plate bacteria and make new broths mm -hmm. and I took pictures of her doing things but it was really interesting and because I want to be a dentist mm -hmm. it it was it was really fun and I think I got a lot of cool new knowledge about that that I wouldn't have, that mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah and you're doing that all in Spanish again right? Yes that was the biggest issue I think between the girl I was 
working with and I is that I didn't show my proficiency in Spanish enough to her or she mm. didn't think I understood anything she was saying. So we communicated through like little drawings on pieces of paper because we just like thought that we couldn't understand each other. <laughs> and by the end, I think she just gave up trying and spoke Spanish to me. And then I was like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I understand you. And she's like, oh, what? <laughs> so that was really funny. But <laughs> um, she was really nice. And it was really, it was a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. Very cool. <laughs> What has coming back to St. Norbert been like? I know it's been a while since you transitioned, but how did that go? Yeah, um, there's a lot of talk about culture shock when you get to your host country, but a lot of people I've talked to, and then including myself, experience the most culture shock when you come back to the U.S. and to your, your town. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because you are in awe of this new host country that you're staying in, and you may miss home and you may like you may not see it all in bright and shiny colors anymore but it still has like a romantic effect on you I think mm -hmm. and then you go home and you see a bunch of McDonald's everywhere and people don't kiss each other's cheeks when they say like when they say hi to each other mm -hmm. and um, there's more of a structured schedule you just get kind of sad and I think you romanticize your host country even more Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really, I think for me, it was really hard to adapt back to my routine here when it was so different and so transformative while I was abroad. Mm -hmm. Um, but like every, anything else, you know, I, I got back into it, I got used to it again, and we're graduating soon, so mm -hmm. we're just getting back into it. But I really hope, um, one day I can go back to Ecuador mm -hmm. and see it. I really, I, I miss that place, for sure. Yeah. How do you think your city about experience influenced your time back at St. Norbert? I think I've changed a lot in the fact that I give myself more freedom with my time. Hmm. I care more about spending time with the people I care about here than... Mm -hmm. um, just being too busy for them and saying, like, no, I have to do this or I have to study or, like, adding another thing onto my plate. I recognize when I've put too much on myself and I know to identify what is important to me now and rule out the things that aren't important to me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just feel more comfortable with myself and I feel more relaxed in life and I think those things go hand in hand. Very cool. And is that because you think the culture compared to the U.S. was more relaxed in Ecuador? Yeah, I think the culture is more relaxed in Ecuador, and I also think that I was just able to try things that I would have never thought I had the time to even think about mm -hmm. trying mm -hmm. to do, and that just made me, made me realize that, oh, I might have interests that I don't even know about. Mm -hmm. um, or things that are important to me that I haven't realized that are important because I haven't been given, been given the time and the opportunity to think about those things before. My eyes were just more open to the possibilities of what it could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, when you have give, allow yourself that free time, like, you have the opportunity to explore things. Yeah. 
Otherwise, be more self-reflective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, when you're like focusing a hundred percent of your energy on school, you're kind of letting the world fly by you and yeah, not exactly. taking notice to it. Yeah, that's really what I felt like too before I studied about So it was, it's mm-hmm. a really like 180 in how I feel about college now. I obviously care about my grades. So, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm able to like have an identity now other mm-hmm. than my grades, which is very nice. Yeah, it sounds like you've come to more of like a work-life balance. Yeah. That maybe was very necessary. It was very necessary. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any advice to students who are wanting to go study abroad or are interested in going to Ecuador? To anyone who's considering studying abroad, me and anyone else who have studied abroad before would say you have to do it. This is the best time in your life to do it. Um, this is when you have the most freedom to do something like that, and I would just take advantage of it. Um, by the end of my study abroad semester, I wasn't ready to go home. Um, you get periods of homesickness, sickness, but overall it is just an incredible experience that you're always going to think back on. Um, in terms of studying abroad in Ecuador, force yourself to speak Spanish. <laughs> it's going to feel weird and uncomfortable and you're going to be embarrassed and people are going to laugh at you, but you are just going to improve if you keep up with it and no one will be laughing at you anymore and their jaws will just drop because you're so amazing in Spanish. <laughs> yes! Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and then I would just say um, it's really easy to get wrapped up with English speakers while you're in Ecuador, mm-hmm. um, but just force yourself to meet new people and meet people who are part of the community that you're staying in because mm-hmm. that's how you'll get to know the community better and just experience new things and get to know new kinds of people. If you're staying in your same bubble that you're staying on, um, staying in back at, in your town, hometown, mm-hmm. then what are you really doing differently or learning differently. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, that's good advice. Thank, Thank you, you, Sophia, Thank for you coming and chatting. Appreciate it. <laughs> what happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at snc.edu.